and welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am Jason Webster. I am here with Jake Cranston and Jeff Webster, and this is Season 2, Episode 19. What's up, everyone? How do? Could be better. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, I didn't I'm go our sure, way. Pretty sure there's most Bills fans could be better today. Yeah, that is truly a roller coaster ride. It's about yeah, as bad was... as it gets emotionally. Yeah, they have found ways to really, uh, really lose in a variety of of different ways from the uh, foot slip in Tennessee to playing dog shit against Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole game. Yeah. yeah. But and there's, there's, you know, the, the problem with uh, this year is not only do we have to beat the opposing defense, but then we also have to beat the referees. Yep. Um, there's been times where we, our offense has to kind of, in a way, beat Dayball or McDermott, whoever is calling shit calls out there. And Josh right. certainly has to beat the offensive line. And Josh yeah, has to beat the offensive line. Because they're basically on the other team at this point. At times, it certainly does feel that way. Yeah. yeah it, it it was not good. I mean, a tale of two halves. Uh, we put up the exact points that they did in the first half. <laughs> we did in the second half. So, right. we, I mean, there are some, again, no moral victories, but there are some things to look at that, that did the Bills looked more like the Bills in the second half than they did in the first half. Um, again, uh, it seems like we're constantly not able to take advantage of opportunities. You know, getting the ball first in overtime and, and going three and out right. was was ridiculous. I mean, it was it was just ridiculous. And how many how many fourth downs do we have to give up before we realize that teams like Tampa Bay can put up points? Yeah, but Diggs did get grabbed on that third down throw. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that, that was a that joke. That was one of three. And we'll be talking about that more later. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, so that I, was that was a joke. But yeah, I mean, I agreed. We I was I was saying that during the game. I'm like, we can't go three and out here. We we got to go down and either get a field goal or score a touchdown. That's right. like the bare minimum. And I thought we we're gonna do that based on what we were doing for the whole second half of the game. Right. But unfortunately, the refs were against us the whole game. So yeah. again, we had we had to play. Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay's defense plus the refs, and Diggs for some reason just is not getting calls. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I uh, I heard some interesting things on the radio. They were talking about, jeez, um, I don't remember specific numbers, but they estimated in about twenty five hundred opportunities for a defensive holding penalty based on the quantity of receivers and Dawson Knox we have running routes. Um, I think it was about five guys, 500 times, and uh, one holding call yeah, the entire season. I yeah. Like, what? One defensive holding call, yep. Yeah. On yeah. our receivers, yep. In this game, we, we I did print out a couple of photos because we don't have the uh, technology to, to roll replays during our podcast. But, but yeah, everybody but by now has – yeah, that's <laughs> true. Everybody, everybody by now has, has been able to witness – the uh, the hilarity that ensued because the zebra dudes just uh, I, I don't know blind dumb I don't know what it was you you tell me it was just it was ridiculous and again we're always going to pay closest attention to our team in when they get uh, the shaft uh, penalty wise well and I'm it, sure it, it sounds happens like, to other teams too but yeah it sounds like that's pretty hot on your guys minds so let's just put that really to the front and get this out of the way yeah we'll do the ref thing because there's to an extent you know when you've We've just sucked so bad for so many games. I don't think it can be oh, all yeah. blamed on Five the Five losses in eight games is not good, yeah. for sure. But it's not all the rest. let's just get that out of the way. So why don't you start, Dad? 
Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I mentioned Terry McCauley had tweeted out that uh, that uh, penalty on uh, Levi Wallace, I believe it was on uh, Mike Evans, when Mike Evans has him by the jersey in the back, pulling him into him, kind of twisting him out of the way so he'd even have a chance, chance to catch the ball. Yeah. Terry McCauley said everything was instigated by the receiver that was definitely not pass interference. And, and why he's the turned. only one who saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Levi Wallace's head is was, looking at the ball. He was trying to get his head around and look at the ball. Yeah. 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 In fact, I honestly think Mike Evans, most of what he did was to make sure that it wasn't intercepted. I think it very easily could have been. Yep. If he wasn't interfered with. So that was an absolute travesty. I mean, and, and coming in the their first series in overtime, right? Like right after Stephon Diggs had been held in the end zone forcing us to kick a field goal to tie the game instead of possibly winning it. Um, yeah, it was it was just too much to bear uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and I'm, I know what you're saying, Jay. Like, we continue to beat ourselves, but we also have to worry about the refs beating us too. So it's like the, you know, I mean, what do you do? You, you, have, you have two things you got to worry about. You got to worry about beating yourself and then you got to worry about beating the other team and then you got to worry right. about the refs. So yep. there's been there's been a lot of bad calls this year overall on us, but there's been a lot of bad calls throughout the league this year. Yep. You know, if you if you ask me something something went went haywire with the uh, refing this year compared to previous years. I agree. Um I don't know if it's correlation to the NFL paying their refs full time now. I have no you idea. You know, I don't know. I have no idea. Even how much these guys get money, but I was I was talking to my uncle today, the guy I have season tickets with, and one of the biggest things that I, I think that needs to happen in this league is these refs have to pay consequences for for calling a bad game. Right. You know, you get players you have athletes that play these games that get paid for performance and they play bad, they suffer the consequences, whether yep. whether they get fined by the NFL for doing something dumb. They get benched from their coaches for playing crappy. Right. Um, coaches you know, get fired. Coaches get fired. Whatever happens, you know, in this league, you know, you you play for by performance, and if you don't perform how you should, or you do you, you do something wrong against the rules, whatever, you get fined. I mean, these refs have no accountability. Like, right. These guys make bad calls, whether it's against us, just the the league in general. These guys make bad calls, and nobody is holding these guys accountable. The last time a ref got fined for a bad call was in 2015. It was one time and it was in 2015. Yeah. That was the last time it ever happened. Like it right. happened. So right. why doesn't the NFL hold these refs accountable for, for these missed calls for, you know, it, maybe if they were held accountable, maybe these guys would go into these games and, and think twice about favoring the other team or whatever. Have well, you. right. And beyond that, the technology in my, my mind, exists that um you know you That's exactly have, what I was gonna bring you up. have some sort of a, an umpire in a booth watching even if you're watching the same video we are that can actually pause the game they go to a booth review all the time like why can't that play and it doesn't have to be specifically oh we can't review pass interference bullshit no matter what the penalty is it should be reviewable by one or two individuals in a booth that's looking at the exact same video replays that we are because there was tons of evidence to get that right, and they still didn't. 
You know, I mean, yeah. tons Ar- of arbitrary it. ruling about what's allowed to be reviewed when and by who and when you're allowed to challenge. I think a lot of that needs to go away. If you're going to be a rules oriented league where it's just, you know, take out the fun, get it to where it's really technical, then you have to have accountability. You have to. And especially when we have all the technology we do, like you were saying, there seems to be a better way to do things. You know, we right. need to get this away from the human element to an extent. Well, and the fact that it, what really kind of kind of topped it all off for me was there was a conversation again on the radio about had that been Trey White, one pro bowler against another, it might have been a non-call or it might have been offensive pass interference. But Mike Evans, being a pro bowler, he would never obviously do anything to interfere with a defensive back. So, you know what I mean? Like, if, if that really is a consideration, that's something we have to think about, that this guy gets special consideration because well, we he's gone we to a pro bowl. We don't know that for sure, though, do well, we? Well, absolutely not. But I'm saying the fact that that was even raised as a question if Trey White had been playing, would tells me that if that's true, and I don't know that it is, you're absolutely right, there's something wrong with that. Like a penalty is a penalty is a penalty. I don't it give a seems, shit who it is. It seems to me that that would be fairly easy to prove if you wanted to by looking at teams who just suck consistently year to year, see whether they you know, get favoritism toward the opponent most of the time. Right. Yeah. The favoritism, right. it unfortunately, it happens. It happens in the NBA. And um, I'm sure it does on a small level, but I doubt there's some sort of like blanket rule about like other than maybe Tom Brady, you know, like people who are just too big to fail kind of a thing. I really doubt they're they're going person to person like that. Well, yeah. the thing is, you got to keep in mind is the these these teams that are the big market teams that are Super Bowl winning teams that have guys on it that win. Super Bowls, uh, right. MVP guys, stuff like that. And I'm telling you, it happens in the NBA year after year after year after year. You got guys like LeBron when Kobe was playing, uh, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, all these big-name guys. They were high-profile MVPs, winning Good championships. The guys. Their yeah. teams, those those players and their teams would always get the calls. Because, yeah. because I mean, let's face it, guys, the, the, the league the – league, moves towards where the money is and, and <laughs> there's where, no doubt and where and and where the the, the top dogs are they, right. they want those teams to succeed right and that's not and and i mean that happens you sure know? I, absolutely i guess i'm going to take the opposite viewpoint on this one like i'm sure that like i said on a small scale it probably does happen a lot there's somebody who as a ref has personal bias whether he realizes it or not it could be implicit in his subconscious but for an actual like regulated thing where they actually sit down and talk with these guys like hey listen you don't call against Tom Brady or the Bucks you know like that, well, I don't I don't see that being realistic in my mind yeah i think cuz if you could ever prove it if you could ever get to the point where you could statistically show that as being true then it would invalidate the entire point of the NFL well what it reminds me of is like in baseball if there's an infield pop up and you're standing on first baseman or in first base and the first baseman is trying to catch the ball you don't go yeah you know, and try and scare him so he doesn't catch the ball. It's an unwritten rule. It's just something that everybody understands you don't do. I remember a few years ago, the one coach that... But those things w- seemed entirely different to me, though. Well, when, when doing a kneel down, he would have his defense rush the offense to try to get take the ball away. I don't remember who it was, but remember that? Mm-hmm. It was like a, you know, on a kneel down or whatever. He Everybody understands that they're just killing out the clock. They could do it differently if they had to, but everybody understands that's the gentlemanly side of sports, right? Mm-hmm. You just you admit you have lost the game; it's over. Uh, it's just one of those unwritten things, and I think 
like you're saying, it's not anything that's really conscious in somebody's mind. It's just that if you've got like a, a pro bowler going up against, you know, uh, a depth guy, that if it comes down to I'm not sure which way it should go, you might lean more towards the guy that, that drives a league that's been around that you know well, uh, without even thinking about it. Yeah, like and you're to, saying. to take it a step away from that and make it sound. I mean, it doesn't sound nefarious, but less nefarious would be that, like I said, the, the implicit bias thing. Right. If more people in the world are fans of Tom Brady and you know, right now the Bucks and before the Patriots, then the refs are also more likely to be fans of that team. That sure. I would believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's very yeah. true. Yeah, there's more. There, there's a lot of people going around right now on social media, um, all over these pages about uh, um, the the refing and and how they how they want and in the NFL too, uh, and how the NFL wants uh, particular teams. Uh, to succeed and to and to win and to go to Super Bowls, and everybody's convinced this year that it's going to be Tom Brady and, and the Patriots. Right. Um, I think everybody has a kind of a valid point that that's where the league wants this matchup to go. And uh, you know, I'm not one to sit here and say that the NFL's fixed, but I, I don't think it's far fetched that I, that I feel like the you know the NFL in general being a multi billion dollar league, right, doesn't try to move. Uh, certain certain teams to certain places. Right. The funny thing is, honestly, I think the best thing for football, my own opinion, uh, would be to actually kind of move on from that. You know, I'm not Take sure it's a great. Well, no, no, I'm just not sure it's a great look that you've got one guy dominating everything. Now, it happens in a lot of sports. And then a, a certain team dominating all the time. I think the best thing for the NFL is when every year you've got two new teams in a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Or a rotational, at least to get to mix it up a little bit because it would become somewhat stale. I think a lot of people are sick of seeing Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. I know well, I have my own reasons for that, but I, I really think that they would like to see maybe a young guy like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or or uh, one of the other young guys, you know, like Justin Herbert, maybe get in a Super Bowl, you know? I mean, I guess that's something that would be nice, but I don't think that there's any sport in the world that that shit doesn't happen regularly. Sure. Like, you have soccer stars who are soccer stars for 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah. And people love them. And right. that's what drives the entire thing. You know, like, FIFA wouldn't exist if it weren't for those superstars. It's why they sell the video games they do. Right. You know, they put the person on no, the box. Like Jake like, said, basketball, too. But, like, but, well, what I was going to bring up is NASCAR, right? There's nothing that's more about branding and money than NASCAR. You know what right. I mean? They just shove that shit all over everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but it's always, like, the same five or six guys. Right. Everyone else is just in the back just to fill up the field. Yeah. And then you know? periodically somebody will bathe, somebody will come yeah. in. But – for the most part, like year after year after year. Yeah, yeah. you'll There's have the same people group. for about a decade will do well. Yeah, and in the NFL, we've seen I that. I don't think that would matter to the NFL at all. I, you know, if they had another Tom Brady show up and he was around for another 20 years, I don't yeah. think that would bother them at all. Yeah, right. they want to groom. I, I, I'm telling you right now, man, the, because of the, the Patriots and who they were with Tom Brady and what they are still with Bill, Bill Belichick, they, they want to groom um, the Patriots into being still that, that team, even though Brady's gone, they still want to show, they still want to show the Patriots. Like everybody right. still talks about the Patriots, no matter oh, the Patriot no way. matter what. Yeah, you know, Bill Belichick is like, you know, we all know he's he's a good coach or a great coach, but it's just like, you know, like why why do they always have to be at the forefront? Well, because right. because the that's the money is all shifted to them now. Right. Like you, if you look at like some of these big franchise teams in the NFL. 
you know, the Cowboys, you know, how many Super Bowls? Pittsburgh Steelers, how many Super Bowls? Packers. New England, Packers, you know. I Guys mean, that are always near the top. Yeah, yeah you know, and yeah. there's – it just the, – the stuff always kind of, like, revolves around these, these franchises and these yeah, teams. But, but, I mean, that could have been, you know, the Colts and the Giants a few years ago. I mean, it's easy to let them go. You know, when they well, start falling I think, off. I think like, franchise quarterbacks can help drive that too. Right. Like the the new right now, New England's the anomaly. They got a rookie quarterback and they're winning. And uh a lot of people are of the same opinion that that can take you fired during the regular season, but maybe in the in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, it's hard for rookies to get to a Super Bowl. I mean, it really is hard. But um but it, no, that's a valid point. I mean, and I I, I agree uh to a certain point that that is very true. Um, but some of these franchises are really good franchises, and New England is one of them. And, uh, yeah, that's a historic run. But I think the best thing the Bills can do is continue to improve and, again, beat the team they got to play, beat the referees, and not beat themselves. Have coaches that um, diversify the plays. I mean, how many times we got to have this conversation about where's the fucking jet sweeps? So now we got our two fastest players back in the game this week, and I'm like, cool, they're going to do some different shit. Nope. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah, where's yeah. the where's the long pass downfield just to loosen up the defense? Or fine, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit an open guy because he's too well covered. Throw it over their heads by five or six yards. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and open the Patriots. The Patriots are a perfect example of that. They have a technical team that is succeeding with technical football. Matt right. Jones is a mannequin. He, anybody yeah. could be Mac Jones. You just have to do what Belichick says and perform the plays to perfection the way he wants they them. They are really well disciplined. And it's but all we're about not personnel. that team. It's personnel. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. be that team with this line. Yeah. It's right. just not going to happen. Yeah, per- yep. personnel plays a huge part in in being successful, and it starts up front both on offensive line and defensive line. And, and people are starting to question Brandon Bean's uh, revamp of, of the team right now. Correct. Because we've built skill positions very well, but – Offensively on the line and defensively on the line, we we still just are lacking, and and it just seems that we can't get it right because we've been doing this whole uh, the last you know four years since McDermott's right. been in here, we've been bringing guys in, guys out, like switch you know you know having these guards and this combination and bringing these guys in, and and it's just you know it's it doesn't fit what we're trying to do and. And people like playing, putting the blame on on Dayball completely, and I'm not I'm not buying it completely. I think right. McDermott has a lot to do with these game plans. I really do because yeah. Mc, I, I can't argue that. And I'm not, I don't know. And I'm not saying McDermott is um, you, you know, not the guy who we thought he was. But the thing that you got to remember about McDermott, he's a defensive coach. Right. He's he's and, and defensive coaches aren't always you know they don't have that offensive mind. And they're not always guys that just go and get it, you know, right. and they don't have a lot of risk taking factors in in those type of, you know, in their minds, you know. So I think I think a lot of so I think a lot of this stuff is 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 coming from McDermott during these meetings and game, how they're. So that would be then kind of the difference between last year and this year. Last year, things were going well. He eased off of the offense, tried not to control it, and it succeeded. You're worried that now because we're in a slump, he's trying to take the reins and control things and. You know, make it too technical and yeah. eliminate play options, and that it's fucking with us. I think it's just when you keep saying we need to be more of a tough team, a, you more know, physical, more yeah. physical team. I think we aren't built that way. Well, I think, and then that problem is trying to run the ball is one thing that he wants us to do, 
and we can't run between the tackles. We're not physical. Just like you said, Jay, we don't have the personnel to do that. And McDermott is, is trying to create that physicality within our offense, and it's, it's just not just not that. designed. Well, and that's that way. why I was excited about Brita because I thought maybe he could be that guy that was fast enough to kind of outmaneuver rather mm-hmm. than try but and plow through. And also, you know, a reason he's been passed around the yeah. league quite often too. Well, he's there made has mistakes. to be something there, right? Yeah, like he's had his opportunities in several different teams in Miami, San Francisco. Um, yep. You know what I mean? Like, so there's probably something there that would lead these teams to believe they had a better opportunity with somebody else too. And and that's been the case. Like we haven't, the guys we've drafted under this you know, coaching staff is, um, you know, Zach Moss and, and Singletary and, and sometimes Moss is a lead guy and now he's been scratched a couple of, you know, it seems like a couple of it games. It seems like a lot like, of second chance guys. Right. You know? Like and third round guys. And Jake mentioned earlier, maybe, maybe they got to go get a, a high-end first-round guy or something, maybe, or are we talking maybe about a, a running free back? agent? Yeah, are we turning I mean, back the clock to? I don't know. Like, I well, mean, I don't know what to do. Like, it, I wouldn't say we kind like, of shit on that idea pretty hard at the beginning. I of the wouldn't season. say oh. we have to go get um, like a true, uh, you know, RB one running back, but I think that we we need two different pace guys, and I think we need um, a, a guy that is going to be either a um, a speedster that. Has vision like like if you or look a bulldog. at yeah if you look at like our all of our RB ones we've had in the past Will Willis McGahey was an RB one right Travis Henry was an RB one uh, Fred Jackson was an RB one yep you know Sean McCoy, Sean McCoy was an RB one we don't right. have like like Singletary is a good back but he's not he's not an RB one in this right. league well right. and let's talk about that because you know we we've all discussed this before I, I've been seeing it a lot this week after this game he's got the yards the yards after carry are good mm-hmm. but. We can't survive that way, right? I mean, that's the general consensus. If we try well, to do this every play, it's not going to succeed. We just don't have the the endurance and the fortitude to survive it. Well, and, and it, again, when we talk about play calling, it, you raise the question, you've got a coach going, we need to be more physical. They don't hand the ball off in the first half. Not one attempt. Yep. Zero. And that just seemed it like, was so I, on the nose after the New England game. Well, if they aren't going to throw it, we're not going to run it. Like, what the fuck kind of a call is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying I'm opposed to that. I'm just saying it just seemed like a it, pale imitation. It's, it's mm. a mixed message. It's a we want to be more physical, but we're not we're not physical enough to run the ball at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless it's Josh. Yeah. Yeah. And and that raises another point. Like Josh Allen runs for over 100 yards, seems to be extremely successful during the course of the game, and when it comes down to a third and two. To maybe seal a victory instead of kicking a field goal to tie the game, we we throw a fade in the end zone mm-hmm. yeah. to a guy who's actually very well covered, although he was interfered with and should have been a penalty. It wasn't, but like that power sweep right yep. that they run with Josh all the time. Yep, dude, they're moving towards a pylon. Josh Allen will carry somebody with him into the end zone if he has to, but I don't think he probably has to. Yeah, fade on that on that call is tough. It's it's not it's not a super high percentage play, right? Especially going to a guy that's uh, what's dig six foot. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's not yeah, like, it's not like it's Gabe Davis. It's right? not like it's Gabe Davis or, 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 or like you know you don't have a big guy like Mike Evans that's going to jump over somebody. Right. So that's a tough that's a tough one. Um, and a lot of these 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 uh, two guard lead, or, you know, when you you're doing those double leads out with Josh, I mean. Watching those, they're a thing of beauty. I mean, you're pulling two guys out there. Uh, he's following his blocks. 
why can't they do that with the running back? Dude, you know what in I mean? 2021, like, Josh Allen is averaging 4.7 yards before contact. Yeah. He literally is, on average, gaining five yards before he's touched. Now, a lot of that's because he scrambles, and he sees an opening, and he'll scramble, obviously. Yeah. But like you're saying, that power run right with Zach Moss. Or Singletary. Or Singletary or, or anybody. Or somebody. But Bruder's gonna get Josh killed, man. He can't. We yeah. can't. We can't. We can't have him doing that game after game. Yeah, yeah. We can't have a hundred yard. I don't rusher. care how big he the guy literally is. ran for about five yards less than freaking Fournette. Yeah, like come on, really? Yeah, he's a beast. I mean, if and we learned that you know he is vulnerable. He yeah, is vulnerable. he can certainly, get injured. Certainly a thing. We don't happen. know if he's gonna play this week. Yep. I mean, I mean thing, we're things, hopeful, things are leading to him most likely playing, but yeah. He, but yeah, there is a chance that he could just not go. But yeah, we got to find a way to you know keep him involved in runs in the offense. But we can't have him be our our number one back, dude. Well, no, is- having having the designed runs. I, I I know there's splits on whether people like them or not, but they have a purpose. Yeah, and it's to confuse the defense, make them unsure of what's going to come next. It should not be your main option. No. It can't be not not right. not if you want your not if you want your quarterback to, to make it healthy. all the way through a season. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like again, that brings up an awesome point, right? I personally am not a great fan of a reverse because it can blow up on you. But if you run it, now the defense has to think about the fact that you are willing to run that. Correct. Mm-hmm. A flea flicker, right? Yep. Maybe it won't work. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But at least the defense is aware of the fact that you may do something. Out of the ordinary. You can't. I almost feel like the Bills this year are trying to win with physicality and sheer will. Will Last year, that wasn't the case at all. It was whatever we had to do to win football games. And it was it was crazy. Wide receivers throwing passes and, and running backs. Um, you know. Josh catching them in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, it was just not your ordinary football team. It was the greatest show on turf again. You yeah. know, they yeah. mixed it up. There was a lot going on there. And it was just like this year. It seems like, well, we've already done that. Let's let's play rock solid football and, and, you know, just be physical and dominate teams. It's like, great. If you're playing Houston, that's fantastic. Maybe the Jets. Wonderful. Right. But you couldn't do that against Jacksonville because their front four on defense is actually decent. Yeah, the team as a whole is not very physical. Or even really talented. Right. But Jesus, man, I mean, it's just like yeah, we mean, don't know who we are anymore. To dumb it down, it's essentially like playing rock, paper, scissors. If you never throw scissors and everyone knows it. Yeah. You know, right. It took doubt. a season for everyone to figure it out that we can't throw scissors. Yeah. So now you're at a fucking disadvantage. A huge right. one. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, if, if McDermott is involved, um, which I think he's he is involved. I think so, too. And he's I, not the kind of coach to just sit back and let shit happen. Yeah. I think he he's he's got to go back to to – what we did last year a little better. I mean, right. he really does. Uh, and let We Dave scared all... people last year, man. People yeah. didn't want to play the Bills. Yeah. This year, it's like everybody's got a shot. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're well, Jacksonville better, or if you're Tampa Bay. Yeah, the better the team, the better they do against us. Well, yeah, well, it doesn't even have to be. Like, we proved Jacksonville can beat us. So yeah. I don't think we're scaring anybody anymore because we have became, we've become a much more vanilla team, much more straight-laced, just – play hard-nosed football and win football games, and it ain't working. It's time to become who we were last year and who we know we are, and that's letting Josh Allen improvise, do whatever he has to do. 
Yeah, and it, offensively, that, that's that's the issue. Defensively, um, our defense has been still pretty rock solid all year. We do oh, yeah. we do have issues with with stopping some of the big play runs and stuff like that. Um, and again, our our defensive line's been mediocre. Harrison Phillips, I love the guy, but he's just getting blown off the ball too much. He's too yeah. small of a D tackle. We we got to beef up on the interior defensive line. It has to happen to stop stop the run because there's there's teams in this league that are going to run the ball down your throat if and you don't have the personnel. And they're the ones we're going to meet if we make it to a championship. Yeah, and that's going to be tough. to very possible. When we have to play, if we have to play, and hopefully we're going to play home games in the playoffs in shit weather, and if we face a team like the Colts, they're going to try to run the ball down our throat right, again. For sure. And, and, and I'm not confident that we'd be able to stop that, even with, yeah. even with Star right now. Well, and, uh, where was Star? Did he play like he was inactive? Yeah, mm-hmm. that Anku or whatever, right? Is that his name? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was filling in or whatever. I and mean, he's a big guy, but he's not. You he's know, he's not. He's yeah, not star. a. He's not a guy that's gonna come in and and make big plays for you. It's just you know, and our pass rush is, eh, you know, it's okay. Oh yeah, you know, and and it's pressure, I, but pressure doesn't. Yeah, we're not making plays like we're not stripping the ball. A we're not, sack. We're not sacking you know, the quarterback a lot. Right. Like if I mean, you look at both the game. Brady was not under pressure whatsoever. For the most game. part, he was pretty yeah. clean. And and Josh, every play, dude, the guy had to scramble to his yeah. left, scramble to his right. I mean, he, he was on on his toes the whole game because. And, and the last play of the game really summed up what you're saying. Brady had all the time in the world to make that all throw. the time. Right. And I, I dream of having a team where we had a quarterback that could have that time to think and plan. We kind of did at times last year. Can last you imagine? Year we did. Can you imagine yeah. if we? Can you imagine if we just just flip flop these offensive lines, put our offensive line on Tampa, and, and give us their offensive line? I mean, can you Dude, imagine somebody the damage Josh would do? Yep. Somebody said it in a tweet. Like Tom Brady may be the greatest of all time, but he was not the best quarterback on the field yesterday. He just wasn't. He just he had a great offensive line. He's got great receivers. It's perfectly set up for him. And let's talk right. about that. You you put down some stats here for offensive lines based on our last couple games. Well, this is ba- this is the most recent offensive line rankings from Pro Football Focus that I could find for the last two games we played. Well, no, I think it's for, well, no, no, no. For, I'm saying the last two teams we played, basically Tampa and New England. Correct. Yes, and where the Bills' best player is Mitch Morris, twenty three, twenty uh, third out of thirty eight uh, centers that were ranked. Um. It's all downhill from there. Darrell Williams at 36th of 82 tackles. Uh, Deion Dawkins, 44 out of 82 tackles. John Feliciano, 56th out of 80 guards. Which he hasn't played. Yeah, <laughs> so, and he hasn't really played. So, and then Spencer you know. Brown, a rookie, 60th out of 82 tackles, makes sense. I mean, he's a rookie. Like, yeah. he's going to make mistakes. Yep. Which but then you, you look at Tampa Bay. Every one of their players is ranked inside the top 20 at their position. Mm-hmm. And and actually, most of them inside the top 15, except for Alex Kappa. Right. Correct. Yep. Right. And um, and then New England, very similar. Isaiah wins 24th tackle out of 82. Everybody else is inside the top 15. Yep. In fact, a uh, lot of these guys are in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. From both teams. I mean, it's just and again, yes, you have to take into account the coaching is plays a part with your offensive line. Quarterback play obviously is big, um, but but so does you got to remember like these these teams are either drafting these guys very high like Tristan Wirfs was a top five pick right out of Iowa you know 
We, we, we don't have any of those guys on our team. No, Isaiah Wynn. Wasn't he a top pick, too, I think, when he was drafted? I yes, think sir. He, he was pretty big. Yes, sir. And, and I mean, Shaq Mason was a big yep. a high draft pick. So not only are we not drafting like high-profile players, but we're also not going out and getting any high-profile or – we're really good offensive linemen. The only guy we spent money on was Mitch Morris. Well, I was going to bring that up, right? Like, so if you look at some of the better teams in the league, especially on the defensive line, um, Arizona's doing extremely well. J.J. Watt, you know, they went out and got him. They paid a pretty good penny. Now he's injured, but the defensive line is still playing very well. Right. They have talent on the, on the defensive line. Um, the Rams. You know, they go and get uh, Von Miller, um, who's just turning it up. Yep. Yeah, OBJ. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. You know, they have that name, that that one guy, um, that Trey Hendrickson. Remember? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, remember where he went now. He's in New Orleans. Cincy. Yeah, it went to Cincy. His numbers are crazy. Yep. Sack wise. Yep. Um, it's just that these some of these teams are willing to invest. If you can't draft high, if you can't draft that guy, then go get him. Every year they're available to the highest bidder. And I know investing a lot of money in one player is is a scary kind of a thing, but we've done it with Josh. Well, you know? that might be part of the problem. Right. Now that you've done that, how do you do it again? Well, but other teams do that. Like other teams are paying Tom Brady and Floyd and you know what I mean? Like other players, their offensive line. Some of these guys are making some pretty good money. Um, so other teams find a way. I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I'm, luckily I'm not a GM, but it really wouldn't make sense to me that at some point, offensive line and defensive line, Joe Thune was available this year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure somebody paid a lot of money for him. I mean, they're, they're guys yeah. that come available. Chiefs, Chiefs did, yeah. Yeah. So, and look at the Chiefs now. You know, they looked bad well, for a while and now they're. Back leading their division, go figure. Well, they knew. They knew. The Chiefs knew that uh, when the Bucks did what they did to them in the Super Bowl, they knew they had to upgrade at a few positions on the offensive line to protect their multi-billion-dollar quarterback <laughs> right. that is league MVP. You know that's where Josh. We all see Josh going going that direction. I'm sure the coaches all see Josh going that yeah. direction. You can't win in this league with with a quarterback like we have if you if you don't have the. The, the talent up front to do right. it with. You can't just go out and get these no-name guys or, or these, you know, these retreads or these guys that aren't successful on other teams for reason right. and think that you can just bring now McDermott and we all we all praise him and his coaching staff for being able to coach guys up and getting guys to where they are now, like right. Matt Milano and those type of guys. Yeah, it's Dawson but, Knox but, really started to yeah, show up. But you, you can't know? do that with everybody and, ex- right. and you certainly can't gamble on doing that with the line that protects your your MVP style quarterback, and you got to be willing to make that call, right? I mean, at this point, do you see Cody Ford having a future in Buffalo? I can't see him having a I future don't. anywhere if he keeps playing <laughs> like that, right? I mean, I don't. I it, at some point you got to go. Hey, love the guy. He's not helping our team, he, and he's taking up a roster spot. And 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 there's two questions uh, on that that point you made too. Is it is it all talent, or is it coaching on like our offensive line coach? You know, right? There's a lot of heat on him right now. Didn't we get a new offensive line coach this year? We did, and that's and that's where that's, that's time, coming I mean, to play. There's a lot of heat on that guy right now. If you look at the difference between last year and this year, mm-hmm. that that would be a thing. 
right? Could like, be, I mean, yeah. that would be we a basically thing. have no answer to the run. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen. It's, it's, it's just it's it's certainly the defense. Pretty much, we've got locked up. But you know, even if you ignore the run thing, the offense is just falling apart. Man, we can't stop anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, um, in my opinion, I don't think. If you brought it up a dozen times so far this year, the fact that Josh Allen has not regressed. Right. He really hasn't. He has improved, but he's he's fighting this uphill battle against occasionally weather. Um, definitely a, a porous offensive line. Yep. Um, not having Stefan Diggs to rely on for whatever reason. I don't know why he's not getting the ball, but it's right, not really right. working out. Well, I think probably teams have shifted coverages and things like that probably to try to take him away. Which is where you need Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. These guys got to pick up that that slack to take some of the pressure off Stephon Diggs. I mean, they were they were rolling double coverages way in the Tampa game. You know what I mean? Every time he made a run down the field. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there are, from the dawn of football time, there's been combos of quarterbacks and receivers that are just unstoppable, and we had that. Right. So to say that they just took him away. I mean, that would happen to everybody, right? Well, I mean, Kansas City, it would happen to all sorts of people. I don't – yeah, I don't really have his numbers, but it's not like he's disappeared. He's still he's still well on his way to a 1,300-yard season probably. You know what I mean? It's not right. like it's not like he's just gone. He's still making an impact. He's still making a difference. Yeah. But not to the same degree because – There's been somewhat of a, a – a- uh, there's been a noticeable drop off, but it's but it's not he's like he's having like this this bad season. It's just you got to remember the way our offense ran last year was was based on pass protection and lawn routes and Josh standing back there and, and just slinging the ball. Right. And we were yeah. good at that this year. Yep. This year we can't do that because our offensive line for whatever reason this year is just not is not good. And, right. and Josh he doesn't have time. Our receivers don't have time for those long routes to develop. Um, and that's kind of, I think, where the nuts and bolts of the issues lie is between offensive line holding protection and then our guys being able to get these routes open. You know, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. Yeah, and that's a big part of it, you know. But, again, that's where you have an opportunity if teams are starting to roll double coverage in one direction for other players to step up. And I know you are excited. I'm excited. I love Emmanuel Sanders, good wide receiver. But with the injury comes opportunity for Gabe Davis. And we thought at the beginning of the season that they might be a 1A, 1B kind of a player. And he just faded with Emmanuel Sanders playing very well in the first part of the season, obviously Mm. through 12 games or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he could do. I I think he he has a lot of potential. we saw it last year. We've seen flashes of it this year. So I'm excited to see him catch an opportunity and, and, and run with it for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about this game coming up against Carolina? I mean, it, the funny thing is we're facing Cam Newton again on another team. <laughs> and he looks At like. At least to an extent. And he looks like the same old shitty Cam Newton. Right. I mean, I think he is the same old shitty Cam Newton. That's yeah. probably why. It's funny yeah. that teams still want him to be the player he was 12 years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago, it's gone. Yeah, he's not it, that guy anymore, man. Nope, it's gone, and, and he throws a pick six, and he's on the bench. Like he just doesn't look good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not concerned, but at the same time, I, I don't take anybody for granted anymore. No, you can't, not at all. But if you, if you look at this matchup, it's 
big time favorable for us. Right. Yeah. Um, they don't have McCaffrey. Uh, yeah. Their defense is, is has been playing mediocre. Right. You know, and they got Cam New. I mean, I'd be excited to play if they still had Sam Darnold because we know how we play against him, and he yep. he he's been you know he looked not so good against a lot of teams this year, but. Um, yeah, it's yeah. another one where they've got nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah, yeah, you can't be scared of Cam Newton going in this game. You really, no. you can't. Oh, uh, I don't even remember the other guy's name now. But I, I'm, yeah, there's nothing about that offense scares me. Their defense no. is reasonable, man. They're, it's they're not, a decent defense. It's so. Decent, but they've they've been getting mowed over fairly decent yep. by um, you know in the last few weeks because they they've been on the field a lot. You know, Cam Newton's turned over the ball. They don't. They can't score. They don't have any big time players besides that um, that Moore kid. Yeah, that, right. You know, right. he's like probably their DJ Moore. DJ Moore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bills just need to get out of their own way. That's, you know what I mean? It, yeah. This week, I would love to see that. Just get out of the way. Do what you did last year. Stop trying to be physical. Stop trying to be what you think you should be. Just be what you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and luck kind of plays a part too because it always seems like. You know, I think it was like the Colts game when stars and available, mm-hmm. but he's like your best run stopper. And we got Jonathan Taylor to deal with. Well, just like this week, Trey um, Trey White's not available. Man, could we have used him in this freaking game when you're going up the receiving core that Tampa Bay has, and of course the greatest quarterback of all time, Trey White would have been huge. I, yeah. I really think that game would have looked different. Had we had Trey White, I, I really so. do. It, but Dane Jackson held his own, though. He did. No, they you know? uh, they all so, played extremely well yeah. under the circumstances. Yeah, I really do. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Trey White is a couple yeah, steps could, above that. Could, no, no, pretty no much scratch Mike Evans pretty much off the off the playing field. I mean, he's going to get his catches, but mm-hmm. they're going to be they're going to be rare. Um, so yeah, we ha- we have been a little bit snake bit, just injuries and and bad luck or whatever and um yeah i i feel good about this week i really do i think we'll do we'll be fine and i think it might be a springboard because of course then we get to go to foxborough and uh and and really get a, a big big victory there which of course we'll talk about next week but um yeah, yeah. i mean what are your guys thoughts what do you what do you think 28 16 buffalo really jump right at it 28 16 huh we won't talk about how well we did last week. I don't think. I mean, we, we weren't way what off that, the mark. What did I say for last week? 35-31. 35-31? Yeah, which okay. was a 33-26. 33-27, wasn't it? 27. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? I thought. Oh, uh, could be. I don't think be. we made it 27, did we? No, I think we did because it was 24. We kicked the field goal to tie it at 27. Oh, yeah, that's right. So 33 27. And I, I said so 35. So Jason, Jason was really close. He had the, he had 31 27 the opposite way. Ooh, nice, Jay. I had 31 24 again the opposite so way. So we all had a high scoring game. So yeah. we knew where it was going to be. Yeah, we would have all taken the over. Yeah, right. We would have done well there. Yeah. Um, all right. So Jake's at 28 16. How do you get to 16? Two eight point touchdowns? Yeah. Something Let's like go with that. that. Yeah, yeah. They, they go. They, they go for two or some shit. I, I, yeah. I just remember him giving me yeah. shit about thirty-one or thirty-three yeah. or whatever. I said, "How do you? I don't fucking know. Yeah. How do you just get there. Yeah, they'll get there. How do you get to anything? So I'll I'll pick a weird one too. I'll go. Uh, let's see. I'll go thirty-one fourteen. Bills. Yeah, Bills. No, that, that's not so weird. That's four 
Four touchdowns or field goal for the Bills and two touchdowns for Carolina? Yeah, if you would have said like 30, 31-8, okay. that would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been weird. Yeah. Uh, two field goals and a safety. <laughs> yeah. Eight points. Yeah. All right. So I like these. I think uh, Buffalo is going to actually do a little better. I'm going to put them at 35. I think Josh is going to be pissed. Yeah. And I'm going to put Carolina at, here, let's go Scorigami, 11. Dude, there was a Scorigami uh, this week. It was a weird number. Um, I've act, seen that, but I don't like, remember what the was, score was. It was like a 38-9 game or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or some, something. Somewhere, something weird like that. But um, forecast for this weekend, are you guys privy on what the forecast is supposed to be? I heard it was supposed to be clear and cold. I wish we were playing on Thursday. Yeah, it's supposed to be really nice. Like 60? Let's see what it says. Uh, so far, it's showing 30 and 40% chance of snow showers. So Snow is fine. I don't see an issue with that. And it's 30. They're not, it's not showing like not any crazy windy. It's not going to be 80-mile-an-hour winds or anything. Not showing that. that. That's good. Did That's you, good. By the way, with the wind, did you guys did you guys uh, discover some of that wind that we had on Saturday? Or? Well, to keep it brief, <laughs> I was out Christmas shopping during that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had a couple power outages while I was, like, in the plazas and stuff. You know, like, right. everything around me go black. And yeah. um, across the street from my cousin, who lives in South Buffalo neighbor's porch roof got torn off and came down and damaged the porch and shit Ooh. like yeah like torn off the front of his house it was Dude, crazy it was crazy out there i took nikki to shay's uh, to see a show and so we went downtown buffalo uh we ended up going to to um what was the old 716 it's oh, yeah. now southern tier yeah. brewery so we get down there and we actually were going to go to chef's first and we go in there and we're like, ah, oh, table for two. And they're like, oh, sorry. Um, we, we're See all in a couple hours. We're all full up. We can only do reservations only. And we're like, what? Holy shit. So we left there and it was, it was apparently 72 or 73 mile per hour winds downtown Buffalo. So I'm coming oh, out. I heard of, that. They I'm, measured like 73 at the airport. Or yeah, something. dude. Yeah. I'm coming out of chefs and I'm, you know, like 255. I'm a good sized guy <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to get across the street and I'm, I'm like trying to jog through. And I'm not moving, man. And I'm like, it's the it's just my, blowing against me. Doing your resistance. Yeah, my, my cart was taking me across the parking lot a little bit yeah, a couple times. There's but uh, we, we went to Marshall's and okay. uh, up at McKinley and they had uh you know, like a line from where the registers are to the opposite side of the store and then it started going down the other wall. Yeah. It was insane. Like fifty people deep. I mean, like it with that kind of crazy weather, you'd think people wouldn't be out, but I guess it's Christmas time, people gotta shop. Right? Oh, tons of people are out and we're going down the ninety. There is this truck pulled off on the side of the road, kind of like still in the road. And we're like, what the hell? And we're going by and Nikki looks and she's like, holy shit. There is a freaking road sign stuck in the guy's freaking inside of his hell. truck. Oh, wow. <laughs> now you, you got a story, too. Oh, yeah. I lost a chunk of tree. Did you? Took wires off my house. Yeah. Ooh. But I never left. I never lost power. It literally ripped them out of the house and they were just like hanging. Was it the old phone line? in the street. The old phone line and my power line. Oh, it was a power line. Yeah. Because my phone line was hanging down pretty good from the first windstorm that we had, um, the Patriots game windstorm. Oh, okay. My yeah, phone right. line was hanging down. I come out, and it's like hanging down. Like, what the hell? <laughs> What's up with that? And I'm like, what? I, so I called up um, Springville, and they're like, oh, no, that's just, your, that's just your phone line. And they're like, there's nothing you can do with it. They're like, you can cut it down if you want. And I'm like, it's not. A, it's it's just a phone line. So, right. So right. it's not like live or anything. Right. But I'm, I just, any power I just felt like. Kind of phone line, like what am I going to do with that? You yeah, know? right. Well, this well, is like the top of the tree. Yeah, grab the wires, and the tree is like standing upright in the middle of the road. Right, and the wires are just 
tangled in the top of the freaking thing. And of yeah. course, it's power line. So I'm like, yeah, I ain't messing with this shit. Yeah, call, no doubt. Call, like you said, it's, call the village. It's like there's some that. checklist up in heaven. And he's like, okay, it's Buffalo. It's December. Where's all the fucking snow? And it's not raining. There's got to be wind. We got to yeah, have something. Let's do something. Dude, I know. Like, how cool would that, would our, I, I, I'll take snow Christmas time, you know, for the, right, right. For the, know, for the Christmas season. Spirit kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. But, like, yeah. It's not California. If we could, if we could have like this type of weather, like, you know, through like January, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. That'll never happen. Because we usually yeah. get the five month winter, which is no fun. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, so that's, bad. that's the way I always view winter is every day without snow is one day closer to spring, right? So my winter shrinks you every hope. day. Well, I mean, in my mind, yeah. I can at least pretend that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah no we doubt. could have snow in June, but in my mind, I'm thinking, nope, every day is just closer to spring. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So I'm there. Yeah, that wind was crazy, though. I just wanted to share my quick story. of Yeah, like, that's cool. Like, it feels weird trying to, like, move, and then you don't, you're not moving <laughs> And you're like, what the hell? You're on a yeah. treadmill, dude. Oh, and the, the the last funny part about it was I'm coming out of Chef's, and this lady, she's like, I'm, I'm not going out there. And her family, she's uh, her husband and, like, her son or whatever, and he's like, I'll pull the car up. He pulls the car up, and she's like, she starts walking up, and she's screaming, ah! And it was like, <laughs> it was like and she, so she tries opening the door. She, she, like, pulls it open, and the wind pulls it back shut like slams it and this lady goes boom right into the side of her car and then just kind of like slides down it <laughs> oh like well, i know the dude from the electric department too and he said at his house he pulled in the driveway he's like i better not pull in because i'm gonna open my door it's gonna get ripped off yeah so he said so i decided to back in i couldn't push the damn door open he said it took me about 30 seconds just pushing with all his might on dude, that door to get out of his freaking vehicle. That also happened to me so, trying to get out too, man. So there's uh, we went shopping, and, and like I said, it was so long of a line at Marshall's. I, I fucked off and waited in the car because I'm an asshole. So Lindsay waited in line, <laughs> checked out. Well, the rain was coming down like buckets by the time oh. she was getting ready to come out. So she calls me, and she's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm about to come out. Can you unlock the car and pop the trunk for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to be the best boyfriend ever. I'm going to grab the umbrella and go running for it. <laughs> well, so I open my door and the umbrella is like stuck in the side of the door because one of the little prongs got like wedged in there somehow. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. trying to get it undone with my you know passenger door open. I finally get out and I turn and there's a lady waiting to get in her car and she can't get in because I've had my door open for like 30 <laughs> seconds. And I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> no shit. She's just standing there in the pouring rain in like a t-shirt and I'm like, oh my God. I thought you were going to say, like, you took the umbrella out and then the wind just rips around yeah. your hand or no, something. No, the, the umbrella part went fine. I got to Lindsay. It was great. But, like, you Pulled know. Pulled a Mary Poppins. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. See you. Oh, did you guys see that the um, um, Riverworks, you know how they have the ice rinks? Oh, yeah. Their their ice rinks were completely underwater. No shit. Not Dude, surprised. Completely underwater. Wow. These That's crazy. The lake, they uh, said they, they um, ranged it uh, 12 to 13 feet over. Oh, yeah. Wow. From yeah. the wind, man. Yep. Yeah, you get the wind pushing all that water from Lake Erie to one side. Yeah, it's going to be high. It was Holy just shit. it was coming over the break wall over off Route 5 like a mother. Uh, like, there is just tons of water, like a this river. This is why going I stay away from the lake. I get enough shit from the lake where I am. Dude, like, do you see some of the houses that got just yeah. torched? Yeah. Man. And the tornadoes down south, too. I mean, like, my God. Oh, God. I can't believe, like, five states it went yep. through? Jeez. Oh, the last thing I, I do want to mention before we go is uh, Josh Allen with the 300-yard passing and 100-yard rushing game he became the only the fourth quarterback in NFL history to achieve that. Yeah. 
I think with uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yep. Yeah. Ah, so kudos, dude. Way yeah. No, no, Josh continues to prove to to this fan base why he is who he is and why he's going to be the franchise quarterback. Yeah. And he's going to continue to win us a lot of football games. Um, we just got to get a few things fixed around him, and I I think we're going to be a great team for for a while if we can do that. And that's oh, the yeah. frustrating thing. Yep. We know that we have you know championship caliber people here. Yeah. We just sure. have to make it happen. Exactly. And they'll have a shot starting this week. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think last year. Uh, and this is it, by the way. I mean, if we lose this game, we're in a really tough position. Right. Well, I think Very last tough. year uh, Tampa Bay was like 11 and 5. They went in and is uh, um, not well, even winning well, their division. The wild card. They went in and beat Green yeah. Bay on the road. Right. Right. And they ended up winning. Well, we're not going to be so. anything in five at this point. <laughs> no. No, yeah. we're not. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we couldn't still yeah. make a run. No, I know. It's just I know getting there is the. Got to get there. Yeah, we got to find a way to get there because, I again, I say it over and over. All we got to do is get to the tournament. And once we get there, it's anything. Can happen, it's man. any it's any any football team's uh, game out there. You know yep. what I mean? So yep. I'm with you. Anything else, guys? I'm uh, good. I think that's pretty much it. All right. Tell them how to listen to the podcast, Jay. Well, you can find us on social at ETD Buffalo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find our podcast mainly on Anchor or pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, whatever. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we're getting close to the holiday season, so just wanted to say happy holidays to everybody. Yep. And um, stay safe out there. And uh, just want to end it with where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills. Go, Go Bills. Bills.